Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time! I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. That's our sound guy, Joe. Hello. And that's Patience, not in the background. Woo. You're back. I am back. You're back. I'm still alive. Uh, <laughs> I did not are we just going to move right past the, the clap track? Right past what? what? Well, okay, Patience wasn't here for the last four weeks of recording, but not for release of episodes, so hi. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's... It's it's what month is it? It's, it's June. June. It's June Delta. So technically, you never left. You're so right. If you're no listening, one will to, know. if you're listening next to month, this. you just won't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this, she might just disappear. Yeah. sometimes <laughs> in the next few episodes. We probably brought it up. Eh, yeah, maybe we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Who could possibly keep track of such I don't things? Know. I come okay, in but and going Jared's back like, to it, it was kind of nice. <laughs> you know, there was only three of us. I was like, well, damn, I'll just leave them. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, we're just uh, gonna ignore the clap tracks, though. I, what I, clap I, track? What clap track? Huh? What's going okay, on? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. Anyways, uh, June Delta, Delta number seventeen. Am I right? Delta number seventeen. No. No, I'm not right. Is it sixteen? Sixteen. Is it sixteen? I forgot. <laughs> Hold on. I, uh, it is. It is eighteen. 18, wow. wow. That's a good number. This is Delta 18. All right, so who wants to start about what's going on today? What's or not today, today, this month. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Nah, um, <laughs> I, uh, I've been replaying a very old game called oh. Divinity, um, Divinity 2 specifically. Uh, turn-based game, uh, it's, it's like a co-op thing, but you can play it by yourself as well. And I'm playing it by myself because my friends won't play it. Because they're losers. Because they're losers, exactly. <laughs> um, and honestly, it's kind of just a better experience. Because when I was playing with my friends, a lot of times everybody would just run off in different directions exploring different like story beats. And then I would miss out on a lot of like different little small side quest things. Now mm. I'm playing it by myself. I'm re-running into a bunch of these, but like actually paying attention to it. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. This is really throwing me off. <laughs> I'm just going to let you all know that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Cool. I mean, it's there's a lot of ratings. There's a um, very, very well-received game. So good for you for replaying that. Anything else? Honestly, I think it's one of the best turn-based games out there. It says it's a must-play RPG. Yes, okay. definitely. Okay. Have you been watching anything? Hmm. Uh, nothing too interesting. Okay. Uh, a, a lot of nothing sitcom, to mention. A lot of sitcom because uh, I hate myself, I guess. Um, <laughs> what sitcom? I, I don't like sitcoms, but then why recent- are you watching them? Well, let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> but my my brother, uh, who is a uh, new girl fanboy, um, it's so good. Oh, what? that show, New Girl. It's so good. Uh, is like yo, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. I'm like fine. Um, oh, that show. And so in a uh, long binge, uh, I've watched uh, over the past month like two and a half seasons worth Jeez. of it. And uh, like it's it's not that great, but <laughs> for some reason You're I just keep watching, watching the next episode. You want to know what happens. That's I don't, though. That's a lot of <laughs> for a small period of time. How, how <sighs> long really is, is that much. show? Is it over? Like six seasons? Yeah, I think it's six Jeez. seasons. Jeez. 
Wow, and and it's done. There's no more new girl. There's no new new girl. I don't think. I don't think so. Newer girl. They're Newer gonna revamp girl. it. Because <laughs> like I think at the bottom of the sitcom like tier list, like <laughs> F minus tier, is two and a half men and then two <laughs> broke girls. Yeah. Those shows are terrible. Oh. Those shows are I would, awful. I would think you would say Big Bang Theory is at the bottom. <laughs> it's D tier. It's D tier. D tier. It's D tier. But you hate it so much. I have to recognize that it has a lot of uh, appeal, and it's funny to boomers. <laughs> I can recognize that if I was an old bat, I would think this joke me? is funny. I like that joke. Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing: it just makes nerd culture wrong. That's fair. <laughs> Doesn't get a lot of things right. Yeah. That's it's fair. Like, oh my god, he's such a geek. He owns a Flash T-shirt. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> Okay, yeah. but to be fair, when people started watching The Big Bang Theory, everybody bought that T-shirt just so they had it. Everybody say started saying Bazinga. Everyone had Bazinga and The Flash. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> Speaking of superheroes, yeah. I've read... Good segue. Sorry, Patrick, if you had anything <laughs> else to say. I will get to it. <laughs> I read the entirety, to prepare for watching season three on Amazon Prime, The I've read all of the boys' comics. And let me tell Spoilers. you... Spoilers! They're not very. I'm not going to spoil too much. Okay. Because the show and the comics are very different. Okay. Which is good because the comics are not great. Oh, okay. They're they're not amazing. They have really okay. Here's the thing. Awesome world building, really really great concepts of the world, but executions and characters, along with like being kind of uh, problematic towards women characters mm. and gay characters, just really really bring it down. Like for example. Uh, a little bit of a spoiler. Homelander's death happens off-panel. Mm. You don't see it. Hmm. And and his whole, like, uh, escalation into being evil, it all gets taken away because he was framed. Mm. It wasn't him. It was Black Noir the whole time. And uh, <laughs> that's what I thought of that. And it's just <laughs> the really great moments are when just characters are just talking. Right, the whole thing is uh, Garth Ennis, who wrote the comics, was was just really uh, frustrated that the comic book world is so dominated by superheroes. So he just wrote a story about what if they were all dicks? What if Batman slash Iron Man was a was a pervert? What if Homelander was just straight up evil because he didn't care? What if Queen Maeve was just kind of there? <laughs> uh, and it's and it's just really edgy for the sake of being edgy. But at the same time, it has really, like, good concepts of why superheroes shouldn't be bad because they're not trained. Remember in the why show... Why they shouldn't be bad? Uh, why... What? <laughs> you said why they shouldn't be bad. What do you mean? Uh, the show doesn't really focus on this, but a big part is that these superheroes are untrained. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing, whereas in the show, they're just kind of complicit. Okay. And uh, they're just kind of like, oh, we don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that plane crash in season one? Yeah. yeah. That was 9-11 in the comics. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, it was It was not fun because it was just, it was just felt very edgy for the sake of being edgy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that don't make sense that, that like, comic books are, like, newspapers in that world. And, and, <laughs> so, and, like, some weird meta fourth wall breaking stuff? Yeah, and Billy Butcher, who's very different from the show, I really like him in the show but this in the comics this is kind of like Garth Ennis's self insert 
just really gritty for no this reason. OC. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. He's a royal marine. That's Once he kills mm. Homelander, he's like, great, my thing is done. Time to turn on all my teammates. Great. For no real reason, which I really hope it doesn't happen in the show because it makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Is season three just here or is it season three is coming out i think episode six just released so there's gonna be eight okay i i think episode seven released based on the last july uh, season i'm gonna wait till i can get a free subscription and just watch it all because i don't want to pay for amazon yeah but yeah amazon has like a few good shows and like i feel like getting an amazon subscription for like a month is the way to or prime subscription for a month is the way to go for shows Yeah, true. But zero is better than any of them. This is a valid point. <laughs> Dude, look at me. I, I talked about the boys without getting into the gruesome details of, like, infant murder. And, yay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh. we did it. <laughs> Where's the clap track when you need it now? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Would you, which one do you think is, like, what's your preference between Indivisible, or I'm sorry, inv- <laughs> Invincible, and the boys. Invincible comes from a place where the re- the writer loves superheroes, okay. whereas the boys comes from a place that hates superheroes mm. and hates the concept. Because Garth Ennis is right, comic books are so oversaturated with superheroes, it's not even funny. Uh, I just like, oh man, the comics are terrible for the boys. Mm-hmm. And in Invincible, they're bad, but they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. They're okay. They're okay. Both shows are phenomenal. 10 out of 10. Cool. Yeah. So that's it. Awesome. Uh, been playing any games? I know I've, you've been playing a lot of Brilliant Diamond. I got that for $30. I got that used for 30 bucks, and I sold all my other Pokemon games and decided, why not? And the chibi art style kind of grew on me. Wow. I mean, I didn't have a choice. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. I did, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, whatever. you did. I <laughs> just wish there was an option to just change it back to classic graphics. To 8-bit? Yeah. Or 16-bit or whatever? 64-bit. Right. Uh, but if that was a there, thing... Then nobody would have. There is actually a crazy way to do that. No, Um, no way. If you (laughs) go on the internet and uh, Google uh, DS emulator, right? You can actually get like a version of the OG Pokemon Diamond. Crazy. (laughs) I know. I mean, I'm gonna be on this this uh, whole. Month. They don't know the audience doesn't know yet, <laughs> but I've been a real big fan of emulators these past oh, few man. weeks. I just big advocate I, for emulating your video games. I have a I have a laptop, and I don't think that's very good for emulating. It's games. Pokemon Diamond, bro. I that know. game is a potato. <laughs> I don't like playing games on laptops. And besides, you know what they say about emulating Nintendo games. FBI, <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Pokemon, um, my cousin... Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. You're going to start speaking about Pokemon? Right. The one person who just hates talking about it? Well, it's not <laughs> that I hate talking about Pokemon. It's I hate how Pokemon is right now. <laughs> okay, uh, which is fair. Okay. With that being said, when I was a kid, I loved how Pokemon uh-huh. was going, and some of my favorite games were games like, I don't know... Heart Gold and White 2, just name two random examples. Uh, and if you were to look up the price for these oh nowadays, God, yeah. right? Uh, Pokemon White 2 runs from $120 for just the cartridge to like $500 unsealed brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, Heart Gold, so like $120 just for the cartridge. Uh, well, my cousin from Brazil uh, moved here to the US to work for a bit. 
Um, and we were hanging out. We were talking. He was like, oh, by the way, do you know how much these are worth? And he pulls out Pokemon White 2 <laughs> and Heart Gold. And I'm like, they're worth five bucks each. Give them to me. I'll give you ten. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, family. I told him exactly how much it was worth. And he was like, um, I'll trade you a Switch for both. And I was like, <laughs> that's a good reaction, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was honest, I was considering it for a while. I was probably like, okay, I can't buy a Switch right now, and I don't want to give him mine. So what if you just wait three months? And he's like, all right, bet. So now I have Pokemon White 2 and <laughs> Pokemon Heart Gold, uh, and uh, all I got to cool. do is buy him a Switch in three months. <laughs> cool. I'm that's so a, confused on this trade. That's a pretty good investment, honestly. If you get honestly, him a Switch Lite. For me, for me, it's, for me I'm down. Because with, yeah. uh, with Pokemon White 2, is with because he has the game cartridge and all the manuals, that's like, this is just really good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> just spamming thwomps, dude. I stopped it. I stopped it. Okay, there we go. The other ones are still going though. Um, Pokemon White Two with with in the box with the manuals is like two hundred ish bucks. Yeah. Um, maybe more if I can find a buyer. Uh, <laughs> Heart Gold is one hundred twenty to one hundred sixty bucks for just the cartridge, which is uh-huh. what he had. So I have like. worth. He wants an OLED switch. That's $350. Oh, my God. It's roughly the same price. Wait, why doesn't he just sell them? Uh, Because I want them. But (laughs) you're just losing money. Me? Yeah. No, I'm getting two very valuable games that are only going to get more expensive as time goes on. And if you get him a Switch Lite. But but he wants an 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 OLED. OLED. Oh, I don't know how much of those are cost. $350. Oh. Yeah. But, like, you want to play these <laughs> games. Do you plan on selling them? Yeah, uh, I plan on owning them for, like... <laughs> I plan on owning them for, like, 10 to 15 years and then see what the price is by then. Okay. I see. Cause so you're just going to be in debt about $350 for 10, 15 years. No, what are you talking about? I can also play them. <laughs> Bruh. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't ask for a better, a better one to come at this moment. Oh, my God. Okay, man. These are just really well timed. Right <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. If you want, to me, you're just in debt for like a few years. <laughs> yeah, um, you have them, but you haven't made that money well, back. I'm really only in debt for like three months, right? It's like waiting to get the money to get in the Switch Roulette. Um, after that, I just own these games, and these games are worth what they are right now, and I can get a guaranteed three hundred twenty dollars off selling both of them. But I don't want to sell them because they're they're like collectors type items, so I want to hold on to them. Mm. If I want to sell them ten to fifteen years down the road, maybe, maybe I also just might want to hold on to it for forever, have a piece of gaming history that I can hand to my child and be and like, child, just- this is worth one thousand dollars now. If you hold on to it for all of your life, it will probably be worth more, and then see what he does, you know. So, you're and- just happy to get your cousin a new switch. Um, that too, you know. Well, why not? <laughs> hey, man, family's got each other's backs. I respect oh. it. Exactly. I'm still trying to do the math. It's not working. Two hundred dollars for Pokemon White too. At too least. It's too late. <laughs> One hundred twenty dollars for Heart Gold. At least. Two hundred plus one twenty. Y'all were in college. I'm not in college anymore. Yeah, we're not in college. Even worse. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to worry about it. English major, journalism major. We don't care about that. I can't remember the last time I took a math class. (laughs) I actually think you're lowballing white, too. 
And and heart gold. Well, definitely heart gold. You're heart, definitely low. Heart gold. Uh, Amazon listings, hundred twenty dollars for just the cartridge around. Because mm. keep in mind, for heart gold, I only have the cartridge. I don't have the box That's and the manuals, even, and those will even, add a ton of value. Even still, I sold just my cartridge for one sixty. Yeah. On uh, Mercari, Mercari, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, I these are these are my lowball numbers. The the At heart least. gold, I said one twenty 120 to one sixty. Right. The, that's what like listed prices are. Um, Don't you think it's crazy that people are willing to pay that much for a freaking video game? No. Uh, no. An old game. No. Well, well, May, maybe other things. Here's, a video game. Well, here's the thing. They <clears throat> s- Nintendo stopped making new of those games a very long time ago. Yeah. So the supply is limited. And the, well, the price is, is only going to get up, and the demand is going to get up because the new games suck. So, yeah, I do wish I still had my Soul Silver cartridge. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't even have my 3DS anymore. But hey, I recently got a Guardian Signs Rangers. That's a good one. Yeah, twenty That's bucks. A good one. Oh, nice. twenty twenty-five bucks when it's supposed to be worth more. I would think. I just a would, good fifty. I would just make funny <laughs> shapes with this set with this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had it too, didn't you? Sell that too. Yes, I did. Good for you. Yeah. Good. Y'all remember PictoChat? Yeah. Yes. Did y'all ever actually, like, join a PictoChat with, like, five-plus people? No. Yes. I never used it. <laughs> I never used it because I can't draw. D- okay. I remember, like, <laughs> traveling on airplanes to, like, go see my dad as a kid, and if there were other kids on the flight and we were all separated, we're like, we're going to be bored for two and a half hours anyway. Oh, my gosh. And PictoChat works, so used we would lo- all just talk on the flight with these kids used, I didn't know, and that'd be it. Use cool. local wireless on a plane. Yeah. I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> no matter flight attendants being like, uh, turn off, uh, put everything on airplane mode, no wireless signals, you know, it can it's interrupt fine. communication between pilots and tower control. No, no, no. I have to play picture chat. <laughs> it was more important. Would you rather have like six really bored eight to 12 year olds on a flight for two and a half hours? Yeah. I think no. that's more of a threat than uh, Nintendo DS bandwidth yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I just found it funny <laughs> just just like five plus kids on an airplane and tr- that just the pilots don't know each other that's the last time you're gonna see each other <laughs> you guys could all play mario kart ds oh I don't know where any of those people i would play mario do that too Did you? see mm-hmm. see i would play mario kart I ds with people let so a girl much. borrow my freaking i had like mario kart but like the madagascar version i let her borrow it on a plane and she left with it and like oh my just God. stole it from me oh I my was like, gosh well i'm glad back. it's just madagascar kart i know God. but you get to play as melman <laughs> 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 that's the most important part isn't it? So long. okay that's fair patience i finally watched peacemaker Oh, Which wow. is so good. If you had I told me one of my favorite shows would star John Cena as the main character, I probably wouldn't have believed you. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there was anybody better to play that part. The intro itself is just amazing because it's like this weird. Oh, uh, the, and the dance just, number. And they're just straight faced the entire time. Oh and I'm just gosh. sitting there cackling. Like there's very few shows that I refuse to skip the intro on. Peacemaker is absolutely one of those. It's so good. And I like it because, like, it has, like, it's dark and, like, gritty moments. But the rest of it's just funny. Like, the intro is. (laughs) 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 Literally, 
my family will just be around the house and you'll just hear like my dad in the other room be like throw your dog the invisible bone from the <laughs> end and i'm just like what are we doing right now can you name this the band that sings that song no clue wigwam wigwam yeah wig-wham. It's, isn't it wig-wham. all like weird pop from like another country from like the 80s well no this is from 2006 is and it? i think it's an america american is it though uh, You're the one with the computer. Well, here's the thing. Monster, the theme of um, What's-His-Face's Dad, this is, like, my favorite yeah. track from this entire show because it's just, like, hard rock. And it's, like, you know. I don't know. Eagly is the best character, though, and he's just a CGI eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he survived. Have you that seen the picture of, like, John Cena having to film the scene where he's hugging Eagly, and it's literally just, like, they set a log on a table and it's just John Cena hugging a log and like patting its back and talking to it for like five minutes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, but no. I watch lots of superhero things. I finally watched because Miss Marvel came out. Yeah, I'm caught up. It's it's not my favorite. I feel like Marvel shows are just like slowly getting worse and worse. Episode one was not great for me, but it started getting more interesting in yeah. two and three. Like, I feel like that's one of those, like, I'm going to finish it, but it's not yeah. going to be one of those I'm going to watch again once I'm done. Definitely. Like, I could watch Loki again. I could watch WandaVision again. <laughs> any of the rest of the, I know, right? But any of the rest of them, I'm just not going to see it again. But my yeah. sister thought it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, it's quirky. It is. It's very much it's high quirky. school weird outcasts awkward children which you know it it does the character right it's just it does so it wasn't terrible it's cute it's, good. it's it a was cute, cute show that's the right word it's a for cute it. show not necessarily good but yeah. it's cute <laughs> i don't i hate how they made her powers the way it is in the show because that's not what her powers are is she not stretchy no what it's okay okay <laughs> Bear with me, okay? Turn okay. off your, turn off your mind for the next few moments. Should I turn off the sound? Random no. Noises? No. <laughs> okay. So you know how Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, yep. she she's stretches and she's an inhuman, right? Uh, most of the time, yeah. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. This one isn't an inhuman because for some reason... The only Inhumans we see are from S.H.I.E.L.D. and the show Inhumans. Yeah, and I remember that the show didn't do too good, so... No. I, I, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Makes sense, makes sense. It, she can get her stretchy power some other way, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, I don't know. No, um, she f- has this bangle, you know, like an arm thing, arm, like a wrist thing. All right, now you're starting to scare me. That gives her... Or channels through these um, interdimensional powers where it's like all prismy light stuff. When she does her, you know, arm fist stretch, it's not her physically doing it. It's like a beam of prism light hardening. She hardens light Uh, around her. So she's like the... Right? Right? Okay. But light is nothing. I know. That sounds cool. So it sounds cool. And 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 apparently her powers are from another dimension. That doesn't sound cool. And uh, <laughs> these people who are from said dimension that brought over this power Okay, now it's getting worse. <laughs> are stuck here and they're called jinn, right? They're okay. you know, jinn like the 
like genies. Like, yes. Yeah. That's what they're called in human terms, but they have a different freaking name. Doesn't matter. And they're like, hey, you have this thing that will allow us to get back home. Would you do it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it might kind of be, you know, kind of boom booms. So they're like, okay, we need you to do this now. If you're not going to do it, we're going to make you do it. And then it's just like this whole thing. It's not, it's not great. Oh, no. It's interesting on the spin, but like going to, you know, source material. No, the power suck. <laughs> the power. She can make platforms of light that she can step on. At that point, why not just fly? It's right. At least, and, and the thing is, when it comes, when you have this big long explanation about why she has her powers, you're watching a superhero show. Who cares? Just say she was born with it. Look, whatever. Nobody cares. I'm, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to show you. I'm gonna watch a show for myself. So, I just want to show you like, like. <laughs> An well, image of what her powers look like. Okay. I'm all for origin <laughs> stories, but this <laughs> just seems... What the... F- what the... Right? That looks it's like Ghostbusters 2016. Of... I know. <laughs> it is Ghost... Dang. Wait. That was a lot more accurate <laughs> This is the girl from the video game. This is the girl from the Marvel video game. Is it? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> from the Avengers game. That's her... How she's supposed to be. That's the protagonist of the Avengers game. Yes, she is. Also, in the... Um, one of the latest... Lego Marvel games for the for the 3DS. You know how like usually when you beat a level, you can go back to it with other characters to unlock different yeah. things. All you need are a, is a spider person or Miss Marvel for everything. I'm not for th- some reason. For I don't some know why. Re- for some reason, she has become everything. Like, like yeah. She, why? Why her? She's not honestly her powers. She's basically little Miss Mr. Fantastic. It, I mean, it has nothing to do with her gender well, or her ethnicity. Light. It doesn't is matter. It, is she, like, an interesting character? I yes. don't know. She's yes, she boring. is in the characters. In the comics, yes. I don't know. Because I, I never, you know, cared enough. I don't know. It, it, it seems <laughs> like she's not interesting. From the game, she's not interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. you play the Avengers game, and mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I'm going to get to be the Avengers, <laughs> and, uh, like, it'll be all about the No, it's about her. Yeah. Um, she becomes an Avenger. She's part of the new Avengers with Miles Morales. I, I hate it. I'm very scared <laughs> for the future of Marvel. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm a little nervous. I'm not. For the movies, not at all. I mean, the shows, I mean, they're, they're supposed to be taking on the smaller characters, which is fine. That's why they're shows, not full-on feature films. Well, here's the thing, right? It's going to be one of those things where I feel like the movie quality isn't going to drop because that's the stuff everybody always mm-hmm. comes back to. But these shows... Because shows can vary in budget and still pull in probably mm-hmm. the same amount just by having a little Marvel logo on them. Yeah. Um, I think shows are going to drop in quality. I mean, Maybe. we're patient. It's, it's we're already, already, already seeing it a little bit. Maybe. I mean, uh, Moon Knight. But we'll I still, we'll still get some good ones. Yeah. But we'll also get low quality stuff. Some diamonds yeah. in the rough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. You want to talk about like, your, your vacation patience? I went to Maryland. That was nice. It wasn't like walking through butter like it is here. So that was great. But no, normally when I go up there, like I bring the warm weather with me somehow and then it's just miserable for a week. But it was in like the 70s. In the summertime? Like the time. Whoa. So nice. I got to go to D.C. and go hiking. I got to hang out with my family, see a bunch of my friends from when I used to live there. So that was nice. 
and I played Mario Kart on the Wii. No way. On the OG Wii. On the OG Wii, which I will argue is my favorite version of Mario Kart. Interesting. But no, my sister looked at me and she was like, you know what we should do? Because we were doing nothing. We should play Mario Kart. And I was like, all right, on the Switch? She's like, no. No. (laughs) Why would we do that when we have the Wii? Also, Wii Sports is still terrible. I tried playing it again and it's not How could... What? We sports baseball? <laughs> what is that? It doesn't work. You don't work. like baseball? No, uh, if you don't think Wii baseball doesn't work, baseball then you just don't know how wor- to play no. Wii Sports baseball. Wii Sports bowling is good. I'll play the bowling <laughs> as one. As a kid, I got As a kid, I figured out Wii Sports baseball to the point where I was hitting home runs almost every single hit. And I was like 12. I can only hit the <laughs> so, ball like one in every eight pitches. <laughs> I'm just saying, is it a Wii Sports problem? Apparently, or my is whole family is just bad at Wii Sports Baseball <laughs> most because we'll all do... See? So it's not just a me problem if it's most people. No, you just have to figure it out. <laughs> and the golf one's get terrible. Good. Okay, you know what? I feel like I'm getting <laughs> right good right now. I feel <laughs> like I'm getting good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I leave for a month and I come back and I'm getting made fun of right now. Uh, we gotta make up for lost time. <laughs> I know. They're all just picking on me. It's fine. <laughs> Well, good for you this for is going why back. I need to go on trips. <laughs> good for you for going back on the Wii, though. Yes, it was great. I mm. kind of want to find a Wii. Because I know we have one here, like, at my house in Florida. But when I moved out, my mom was like, yeah, I gave it to you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You gave me the bag with all the accessories in the games and not Everything the actual else. Wii. Oh, no. So it's just kind of lost somewhere in the abyss that's, of my house. That's something that is worth a scavenger hunt for. It is, but I'm like, did it get put in, like, a box <sighs> and, like, donated somewhere? And oh, I'm just going to no. dig through my house for, like, six hours for nothing. Oh, if it was stored somewhere summer, hot and it oh, just doesn't work right? anymore. Like, it was like, if you have a shed. I do have a shed. We used to have like two sheds in my backyard, so oh. I don't know where it is. It's but who somewhere. would put the Wii in the shed? So. Listen. Parents. Parents. Parents do that stuff. My mom's like, no one's using this. It can go outside. <laughs> That's mm. uh, the storage unit is my PlayStation's two final resting place. Oh. It would have been so funny if the laugh track just kicked in there. I would have cried. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, how much is a Wii slash Wii U now? I don't know. I kind of want to find Cheaper it. than they were. Yeah, right? I mean, you can get a Wii for at least 100 150 Yeah. We're talking a lot about prices. Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't like it. Let's not talk about money anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually, but I really love, like, resale video game culture. It's interesting. They're fascinating. It's interesting. fascinating. Like, how Pokemon games are so, like, the developers for Pokemon games at a certain point realized that Pokemon games would become collectibles, so every game they made it harder for you to delete your save data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I find that to be just golden, right? Because they're just like, yeah, we know people are going to do it, so let's just make it a little harder. Yep. But that, now you can just Google it. That was at the time where you'd have to, like, ask your friends how to do it and none of your friends would know. Um, I don't know. It's just so interesting. Mm-hmm. It is, especially when, like, games come with, like, extra stuff, like the Pokewalker, bro. The Pokewalker? Oh, is yeah. that where you can put your Pokemon in the thing? Yeah. Yeah. You can walk with them. Like, that's before Pokemon Go. That stuff was awesome, bro. And if you have that and selling a copy of Fargo and Soul Silver, dude, that's bank. Yeah. Uh, my, my cousin, who I just mentioned, uh, he also told me he had, uh, I forget what it's called. It's like a Nokia <laughs> something. 
but it was one of Nokia's very old handheld gaming consoles. Mm. Um, literally, I never heard about it in my life. Uh, I was looking at the thing. It looks like a CD player <laughs> mixed with a Nintendo Switch. Mm. Um, and it's worth like $700, $800. What? Yeah. And no it, crazy. at the same time, you probably won't find a single person who's touched one of those. Right? Yeah. Seen one of those. <laughs> knows what it is. I never knew what it was. I don't know what it was. I don't even remember the name. Fair. Yep. Nokia uh, Engage. That's what it was. Nokia Engage. N dash gauge. Oh, God. I hate N-gage? that. Engage? <laughs> Engage, yeah. This was like, oh like my 80s God. or 90s. What was that? Is a- this? I swear I heard a Steam notification in that. I don't. I didn't hear it. That either. is a very weird. A, I don't like this console. Yeah, no, I don't like it. It's it's funky. I want to mm-hmm. know what what you play on this. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Tomb Raider. Then <laughs> they had Tomb Raider for the Nokia Engage. Mm. I Damn. mean, there's a picture of Laura Croft on it. So our next console episode will be about <laughs> Nokia yeah, and Gage. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, anyways. Um speaking of Marvel, I just watched the new Doctor Strange yesterday. Hey, uh, what'd you think? It it's so good. So good. Yeah. It's freaking amazing. What I've been saying about it is it's just like a uh, a normal fantasy story mm-hmm. done at an extremely high budget mm-hmm. and the guise of sci-fi. Yeah. Right? Cuz it's it's very much you have zombies. I mean, Doctor Strange is basically a lich. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, not Doctor Strange. Uh, er, Scarlet Witch. So, yeah, Scarlet Witch is basically like a warlock or a witch. Yeah. Or, uh, well, yeah, witch. Um, <laughs> but then, like, I don't know, the 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 big old monsters and the big old stone tower in yeah. the middle of the cold mountains, like yeah. bro, totally is, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's so fantasy. And yet it's not like it works. Like the random like jump scare moments oh, yeah. and random things. Like I remember we saw it and like the guy's head exploded and Patrick and I were like, "What? Oh, yeah, the Black hell? Bolt? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And just characters being introduced. We get Black Bolt, Professor X, um, but uh, also Captain them Marvel. being introduced and you being like, "Wow, maybe they'll be a staple of the series now." I mean, look, it's Professor X. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic it's literally Jim gets from shredded the office. Up. Yeah. Oh, I suppose we should have mentioned spoilers. Yeah, I should have. Uh, Especially because I haven't seen it. Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to happen, though. Okay. Then you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Black Bolt is stupid, anyways. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah. Why is he dumb? This, his power is his voice? Yeah. That's so cool, though. He can literally... Appar- apparently his counter is duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? So... <laughs> All you need to stop him is a ball gag. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I like I much prefer Banshee characters, like Black Canary. But that's what Black Bolt... No, he's not. It explodes. He's just like... No, ah, his, his is like a cone. Yeah. Uh, But, like... It's a sound. Theirs is, like, it's... echoing throughout the room. So, in a way, his is just weaker. He's just, he just sounds like, ah, his and is... you're dead. But his is more focused. I don't know. I'd prefer like a broad bang, like a flashbang like yeah, type of like, scream. Like, right, yeah, it's like a cone, like an AOE thing. Yeah, but why not like a flashbang to where you scream and then everyone's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's a lot better. I mean, I'm sure that's happened in the comics. I, I remember I was getting into Inhumans a little bit, while, especially when the show was coming out. Inhumans are cool. I prefer them than X-Men. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Interesting take. I don't like, like the, the X-Men. X-Men movies? I'm just saying X-Men. Oh, like just th- who they are. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. I just uh, it's harder for me to keep up with the X Men stuff. I see, I see. Yeah, but well, but it was cool that the '97 uh, uh, theme played. '97 theme. The X Men cartoon show '97. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, oh, I, 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 I didn't can't even wait notice. for that. Yeah, audio cues, bro. Audio <laughs> cues. Was it was it when Professor yeah. X threw it in? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying. I will not say anything else. I'm sorry. I knew they were all in it. <laughs> I knew that. I didn't know. I, I I only knew about Mr. Fantastic. Okay. So I didn't know about everybody else. Oh uh, yeah, but I saw that. Uh, did you did you catch what I was talking about with like the the small like if you watched Spider, uh, you probably didn't watch Spider Man Doctor yes, Strange back to back. Oh, you oh watched back to back. back no. But did you catch any of the like? Oh, he's doing this because of the movie before. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because there there's a bunch of points they don't say it. They don't <laughs> say it. You like if you don't if you didn't watch Spider Man, you would just think like oh he's just doing it because this is the decision he would make in yep. this moment. But that, but they, they like pause on the close-ups, and they're like, you know, yeah, you know if you know, <laughs> you know. And I, I don't know. I just found it so cool. Yeah, no, it's it was a phenomenal film. It's great. It's probably better than the first film, just because of how much cool stuff there well, was. That's not saying much. To be fair, I don't remember the first film. It was okay. like a drug trip. Yeah, yeah. drug trip. No, but this one was trippy too. Yeah, this one was trippy too. Uh, they said there was gonna be like a lot of horror elements. There were some, but. Not as much as I thought. Early in production, it was meant to be a more. It was meant to be rated R first of oh. all, mm. and have more psychological horror elements. In mm. which I think the original script had uh, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch working together, and like figuring out this craziness. Whoa, the multiverse! The Woo! Of the multiverse. But then uh, there was a lot of the COVID happened. And then there was a lot of, like, demand for m- new characters because it'll make more money because oh, Doctor Strange 1 didn't make a lot of money uh, compared to Avengers and all that. Uh, so they were like, screw it, let's throw in all these cameos. S- drop the R rating, drop the psychological, but, like, keep a little bit in there. Mm. So, so you're telling me Disney made a movie that was supposed to be experimental and then they pulled away from it uh, after those decisions. Precisely. Sounds like Disney. Sounds like Disney. <laughs> why, why take a risk with a movie uh, when you can just put out formula? <laughs> formula works. <laughs> Speaking of uh, companies and being bad with decisions, I, I have a bone to pick with Nintendo, actually. You have a bone Ooh, to pick with Nintendo? This is rare. Yeah. This is, this is a rare Jared hating Nintendo moment. I don't hate them. <laughs> But I wish it, like this didn't happen. Okay, if, are any of you fam- uh, familiar about the whole Xenoblade Three uh, special edition? We stuff? talked about it. For we talked a bit. about we? it a little bit. Okay, not on the episode though. Okay, not on the episode. Okay, great, perfect. So this past month, the pre-orders for Xenoblade Chronicles Three special edition was supposed to be on like June eighth or whatever. It was on a Wednesday, and of course, as usual, I'm excited for it. I'm ready. I go in, try to. Do the thing, try to get the damn game. Um, but I met with a, uh, what was it? It's um, like a hold screen, like a queue thing, right? Saying, please wait your turn because we are experiencing high volumes of traffic or whatever. Okay, that's fine. Maybe like in an hour or two. Okay, great. I started, like I first got in there at like 4 p.m. Because it was after work and even though it started at 11, I didn't know, I didn't know about it. But I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe I'll be I'll, I'll get in. So I stay like an hour after work in the office. I'm like, okay. 
This is great. So I go to Twitter and see what's happening, and apparently the My Nintendo store just crashed because of how many people wanted a Xenoblade 3 Special Edition. I stayed on this queue until 9.30 p.m. that same night. All for them just to be like, okay, listen, everybody. We're going to pull this site down. We're going <laughs> to fix it. And then we're going to pull it back up. But we don't know when. We'll let you know. All right? Don't worry. We'll let you know. Good? Good. Even though the game comes out next month. It comes out in a month and five days from this recording. That is a decent amount of time, though. <laughs> to solve a website problem? Jared looks like he's going to explode. In 2022, though? Dude. It's not like the internet is new. First of all, my, my problem here is Nintendo having this as a My Nintendo Store exclusive item, right? For for other special editions that I've ordered, like Metroid Dread and, and the Xenoblade You could, like, go to GameStop or something. GameStop, yes. That's what I did. But why do we have to do it as an exclusive? Sure, a lot of people will think that you know, Xenoblade is not that popular, but clearly it is. And also, you are a billion-dollar company. You should have your websites fortified for high volumes of traffic. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, this is unacceptable. I want my freaking game. I'm going to get the game anyways. I already pre-ordered my normal copy from GameStop. I'm going to get it. You're but buying I, a normal copy and special edition copy? I only bought the normal in case I don't didn't get the special. And right now, it doesn't seem like I'm going to get it. And also, I've heard recently that in uh, UK, um, you can get your special edition pre-order. You'll get your game on time, but you won't get... The art book, uh, the steel book case, and everything else that comes for the special edition until the fall. Where's my oh special boy, edition collectibles? Goodness. This is definitely a thing where, if like, they kill, didn't I'd make deadline, but they're still hitting deadline kind of thing. I don't understand. I just want to pre-order <laughs> Xenoblade 3. And we don't know if, if that's going to happen in the U.S. or not. We still have haven't heard anything from it so this sucks sounds like it does but <laughs> on the bright side the xenoblade 3 direct was uh this past week and we got to take a good deep dive into the game to the premise of the, the characters and the story and the the battle mechanics all of it seems cool all of it looks great all of it i love everything and we get dlc we're gonna get dlc five waves of dlc until five? next year <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Until next year. And that just means they don't want to make another Xenoblade game. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and, like, the big draw to, like, uh, the, the, the graphic for the DLC, we have the Monado, the Aegis Blade, and this new Blade from 3. So, it's all coming together. It's all coming together? Yeah. yeah. So, I'm excited for that. So, so, you're thinking that, like, all three of these isolated worlds will... They're not isolated. But they also they are. They are not isolated. But they also are. But they're not. If you play Xenoblade 1 and then you play Xenoblade 2. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you will have no idea that they're both the same, like, world. Sure, if you're not paying attention. But if you are paying attention, you would because of the, oh, what's it called? That big golden 
rectangle. Do you remember that? Big golden rectangle. I only played the second game. You only played the second game? Yeah. Okay, you still know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Big matter. golden rectangle. They're connected. I blocked out a lot of memory from that game. That's fair. They're connected, <laughs> and Xenoblade 3 is supposed to, like, like, show this connection. Like, this is the future of these games, and we're seeing, like, what ha- I don't know. We'll find I'm out. I'm excited. I mean, they're, they're Metcons. They're freaking Metcons in 3? What? I don't know what that is. Patrick, you I just like the idea that since this, the whole, there's a whole like special edition delay in the UK that the Queen is really upset. About this. <laughs> uh, I want my Xenoblade Three. Yeah. Declare war on Japan. But other than that, <laughs> she's like, before I die, please. <laughs> I started playing the, the new TMNT game, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so much fun. It is difficult because it's a beat-em-up, and they're supposed to be difficult. The music's amazing. It looks great. It's so much fun. You know, the Steam summer sale's going on right now? Yeah. Um, and I was looking through it, because why not? Um, and I was under the rhythm section, and one of the first games under the rhythm section was the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Really? Game. I have no idea why. <laughs> I was like, this isn't... Sure. This, is this a rhythm game? I mean, it has great music. <laughs> <laughs> Not a rhythm game. I was I was looking through, and then I went through Steam's like thing, and there's like a few hundred people because it uh, the categories for a game are rated by the people. Oh, then that's just the people being dumb. Yeah, it's a bunch of people rated, put it as, like a few hundred people put it as a rhythm game. Sure, it's just like okay, okay. <laughs> whatever. It's still a great game. It's amazing. It's so much fun. I'm stuck on level fifteen. Nice. Yeah. Because you gotta fight two bosses in one go, and there's no checkpoints. So, Yay. oh, that sounds like fun. Sounds like the Dark Souls of TMNT. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've played other games like and finished other games like Neo: The World Ends with You, Grandia, Fire Emblem Warriors. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Houses DLC came out today. Yeah, I'm not not too big on Warriors games. Fair. You know me. That's fair. Uh, also, three houses. I've, I don't know. I'm I, like I replayed it recently a while back, like a few months ago. Um, just kind of at a save that I already had. It's a lot of nothing f- to have the fire emblem experience, right? Like <laughs> there's a lot of doing unnecessary things for you to be able to do the turn-based strategy and explore the story. Like there's a whole month before you get to like every main story quest thing. And you're just doing classes in that time, or you're mm. doing free time where you go around and cook with your students and all of this stuff. And like and it's date like, them. And date them. Weird. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm sorry, what game are you playing? I was focusing on Fire Emblem the... Three Houses. You can date it's, your students. It's a dating simulator. After the time skip when they become adults. Okay. But one of them's <laughs> one of them's still seventeen. Phew. I just gotta wait like a little bit. I was just I was I was holding on to the laugh track, but now I'm glad I hold it. But off. you can start romancing them. No. While they're still in school, <laughs> before the time skip. Okay, it's an interesting game you guys are playing. Not gonna lie. Hey, I am Fire Emblem games have never been normal. Fair I mean, enough. there's there is one that you like. You literally just you breed kids for tactical advantages. Yeah, that's true. In uh, a in what was it? Um, what's the one with Corin? What's it called? Fates. Uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Yeah, I think so. You get to. It, there's incest. 
Yeah. And I thought me so. bringing up the boys was controversial. <laughs> no. We're talking about eugenics. No, we're talking Fire, Fire Emblem's the most controversial of all Nintendo games. There, there's, there's a, is there's Which game was the one where you can kiss your wife? Um... It's either Fates or Awakening. Why is it I weird forget. for you to kiss your wife? <laughs> no, no, no. Why no. would you want to? Do that? Why would you ever? So do this that? is a DS game, right? Oh. Um. So there is a thing that you could do where you could oh. kiss your wife in the game, and how you would do that is I don't know because I didn't play the game, but I, from what I've been told is you do you'd like cue the thing, and then you would kiss the mic because the mic takes air input, and then so the game would register because you're kissing the mic. That you're kissing. Dude, yeah. you know so many yeah, weeds love that. <laughs> that's what this game used. That's what Fire Emblem used that's to be. True. Was like weeb wife, like used to be. Kind of still is, but it's not the focus anymore. Uh huh. Before I mean, it felt like the focus with all of these weird Camilla, things. Camilla, bro. Camilla. Ooh. Who? Who? <laughs> you know, you know her. So the, wait, are you talking the three houses girl? Uh, the one of the teachers. No. What? <laughs> oh, okay. He's I know. not talking about a teacher, so I now feel a lot less confident about who from he's Fates. talking about. Oh, from Fate. Oh, her. Yeah. I didn't play Fire Emblem Fates. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> thought you would at least know enough of Fire Emblem. No, I just know all the controversial things yeah, about yeah. Fire Emblem. Uh, I think that's why we still haven't done a Fire Emblem episode. Did we not? No. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, because you know I'm mixing it up because we Byleth. did uh, Byleth, yeah, yeah, for Smash. Yeah, oh, good thing. Y'all want to play this game? Oh Let's yeah, that's it. right. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, this game is just another like questions of the week kind of or month thing that I've done a lot of yeah. time. Uh, however, this one's kind of kind of a bit more serious. Listen, uh, we we kind of missed out the quest. You, you miss like, Delta Quest? I, I think Delta Quests will make a triumphant comeback in the future, but I like these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the, this is a little different from most of the questions we ask. Most of them are kind of fun. This is why I like this piece of media, or this is my favorite character from this. These are these are all more serious, and I'm just going to dive right into it. So this one might take some time to think about. What piece of media did you see much of yourself in? I'll start. Uh, honestly, I didn't find art to be that personal for a really, really long time. Uh, like, tell us about like 2021. Uh, and then I heard a song from Ty Verde's called Drugs. Uh, <laughs> and nice. It's uh, it it like it hit a lot of the same things that I felt, and I was like, is this is this me? Did I write this? And yeah, so. Check out Ty Verde's Drugs. It's actually a really good song, too. Okay. So you went with songs. I'm thinking more like shows. Y- shows, movies. You said media. Mediums. Yep. So. Medias. I'm going to go with um, my favorite of the DC animated shows. Not that. Uh, Justice League Unlimited. Or slash Justice League. Because I really liked Wally West, The Flash. I don't look like him. I'm not a redhead. But his sort of attitude of trying to be the best person he is, while also very much not taking things seriously and joking around, uh, and also the self-doubts he has. He often thinks, hey, I don't belong among these people because it's literally Superman. It's literally Green, Lan- Green Lantern and all these grown-ups that know what they're doing all the time, and he feels like he doesn't belong. And his sort of character growth I really related to. And, like, he's one of the best characters from that show. 
And, like, that final sequence when he beats up Brainiac Luthor, amazing. Nice. Chills every time. Mm. How he, to train he go fast. Sorry. He go fast. He go fast. <laughs> uh, how to Train a Dragon Hiccup. I, I relate to him a lot. I see. Is that the dragon? <laughs> 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 I mean, kind of also with Toothless in a way because they're, they're similar in, in many different ways. I don't know. Um, it's, you know, this uh, scrawny, uh, nerdy kid that somehow ends up to be in some type of leadership positions and just trying to make it work. And we're also both lefties, so that's always a bonus. Hey. And yeah, just trying to make things work, trying to figure out Make how the best to, decisions in that yeah, yeah. Trying to do good, do right by everyone around me, around Hiccup, including ourselves. Yeah, I like it. I finally started reading books again since I graduated. <laughs> because as an English major, you apparently buy a bunch of books with the intent of reading them and then read what you're assigned instead. Mm. But I finally started reading Perks of Being a Wallflower. It only took me six years i've owned this book six years i never read it but it's definitely very different from the movie because the way the book's set up it's literally all like the character just writing letters to someone that doesn't have a name and they do that so it feels more personal so it's like you're the one receiving the letters but it definitely follows like very weird high school kid trying to figure out how to fit into weird society and it's just very interesting. I see a lot of myself in that because I was a bit of a wallflower in high school. He's definitely like a floater between groups of people just trying to figure out how to act normal. But yeah, books. That was a good book. Go read a book. I don't think I saw the movie. (laughs) Finish listening to this and then go read a book. (laughs) (laughs) I read, I I think I read most of the book and I watched the movie. I watched the movie but I fell asleep during it. So How did you fall asleep during that? I don't know. Emma Watson is beautiful. I Two, was in the guy that grade. plays Patrick is beautiful. It's just pretty people. I was in seventh yeah. grade or something. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> she made very clear, not this Patrick. Yes. <laughs> Listen, y'all making fun of me. I got to be able to dish it You're back right. out sometime. You're right. Fair, fair. If, if you see him stacked up, hit him down. All right. What piece of media moved you to change something about yourself? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, dear God. Okay. I don't... I'm thinking. <laughs> we don't need to fill the silence because editing. That's yeah. right. <laughs> hmm. I'm still thinking about this one myself. <laughs> Say it again? What piece of media moved you to change something about you? Okay. Maybe not like... It, it was, it's honestly this YouTube video. One hour of, <laughs> of, occasion, of silence occasionally broken by Mario 64 Thwomp. No, I think um, listening to... Oh, God. Let me look it up what it's called. It's the Dementia song. It was the album. Oh, okay. Have you ever listened to the Caretaker's album, Everywhere at the End of Time? You may have heard bits of it if you're on TikTok. Right? So it's a six-hour album. This is an ad. Um, I'm not going to play it then. Uh, it's a six-hour album of just what it's like to go through dementia. The first section is, like, old music. And as you go along, it just sounds... It starts to get a little distorted, so it gets more distorted. And then by part six, you're in hell. It's all weird sounds. It's all distorted. It's all, it's all like, 
it, it sounds like you're in hell. It just sounds terrible and s- terrifying, just like that. <laughs> um, but then, in the midst of this hell, like, weird noises, there's, like, moments of clarity where it's just s- songs from the from the first part, like, old songs, just bits of, like, fa- Frank Sinatra. And it's it's really, really beautiful, and it really made me, like, aware that these people are going through something as scary as dementia or Alzheimer's. That's messed up. So I just kind of learned to be more respectful of mental illness, which is weird because it's just a music project. But I thought it was amazing. Everywhere, what was it called again? It was called Everywhere at the End of Time. The parts are called Stages. So, like, one stage of dementia through six. I don't know if that, like, lines up medically. But it's a very well-researched and amazingly produced album on YouTube. It's Hmm. six hours long, and it has 23 million uh, views. And I'm, like, five of those. (laughs) So, that, I guess. It didn't really change everything how I do my daily life. But, like, it opened my eyes to the mental disease that's so terrible that people we know are 100% are going to go through this and uh, we need to like be supportive and aware of what the hell this is like. I like it. So yeah. Uh, for me, uh, there's a, a Curse Kazat video that I find myself watching a bunch. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, so he's a dude on YouTube that does a bunch of like science informatic uh, animation videos. Um, and there was one he did kind of putting life, uh, like the average human life on like display and showing what percentage of your life will you be doing certain things, certain things like how, when you turn 18, you will have spent 90% of the time with your parents Yeah, and a bunch of things like that. And how, when you turn a certain age, uh, these things will start opening up while when you turn a certain age, those other things will stop being things you can do and I think it was just really nice to be able to see my life in a perspective to be able to kind of understand like I don't have everything right now but at the same time I have a lot of the things that I won't have later Um, and kind of just putting everything into this nice perspective and as well realizing that there's no need to rush because I've only lived a quarter of my life Mm. that's beautiful Markiplier had a very good reaction to that yeah, yeah, he was uh, uh, the reminder for me of that video. I ended up rewatching after was him on uh, Anthony Padilla's uh, show, hmm. talking about how that changed his that video changed his life. Cool, beautiful. I think for me, um, Final Fantasy VII, uh, going through with Cloud all the trials and tribulations, he has he goes through and trying to like find himself and stuff like that. I think. I started playing uh, Final Fantasy VII at, like, sophomore year of high school. So I think playing through that game kind of prepared me on, on, like, how to deal with stuff. Like, when when shit hits the fan, how to, you know, just how to deal with it and all that type of stuff. I don't know. It's a, Final Fantasy VII is a has a big part in my life and in my heart so it's like kind of hard to like narrow it down to like one thing but Final Fantasy 7 sure has changed me in more ways than one I think it would probably be I finally watched um, Tick Tick Boom which is a Mm. musical on 
Netflix directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda about the guy that wrote Rent, and it was his second musical and the last one that he was alive to actually see performed. And, like, the whole gist of it at the end is kind of like, you need to just do things because you never know what's going to happen. And the very last song is called um, Actions Speak Louder Than Words. And it's basically talking about, like, do you want to, like, just sit there in a cage or do you want to, like, be like the birds? Don't say the answer. Actions speak a lot louder than words do. And I kind of noticed, like, since school got out, since I'm not working and going to school, like, I didn't really know who I was outside of that anymore. So I was like, all right. I guess it's time to rediscover everything about myself. <laughs> so, you know, I just started going out and doing things. Uh, both of my parents had a major surgery in the last month or two months. So just like, you know, you got to appreciate the people around you and just do things right now while you have the time to do it. Mm. I like it. Uh, next one uh, might honestly be the same answer. It might be a new one. Um, <laughs> is there one that uh, is there a piece of media that helped lead you to be where you are now? Uh, Howard Stern. Yes. <laughs> Howard Stern. Well, he's not like a piece of media. He's just like a radio show that I was introduced to. That's a to. piece of media. Yeah. Like his, uh, just kind of his attitude and just him being like, hey, you can do whatever you want. Just, just actually do the work and uh, made me want to actually get my voice out there. And I'm right here. Nice. There we go. Voltron. Voltron. Voltron Legendary Defender. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for my love of that show and uh, for the love of friends I had back home, um, then we wouldn't be here today Fair. on this podcast. That this podcast sense. wouldn't exist. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I started re-listening to the very first 21 Pilots album, so it was a lot of nostalgia and thinking about things actually made me like talk to my siblings a lot more about things that could be going on in their lives because I was like, oh yeah, that happened when I was in high school. Maybe we should talk about that. But just nostalgia's nice. Nice. Uh, For me, uh, the productions by Corridor Digital, the YouTube channel, uh, I grew up on those, and those are what inspired me to live a live a life towards making art. Um, I think without that, I would probably just play. Uh, I played a lot of video games at the time, and I think it would have just been that, and I would have like full dive in the video games, which is not much of a wrong thing. But I do love art now, and I don't think I would have that same appreciation that if I dived into their content because it wasn't just the product, the the short films that the earth the short skits sketches that they put up but it was also like seeing the behind the scenes on the processes that it takes to make a production and um also how these people managed to do these productions yet also had side channels like gaming channels to be able to try different forms of creation and all of that all together just seeing them because i followed them from when they were a small company of like four people to the massive or YouTube channel they are today. Just following that process also inspired me to try something similar. Um, chance. Last question. Uh, what should everyone watch or listen to in the sense of teaching something they don't they need to know? Oh man. <laughs> What's something everyone needs to watch? Okay. Uh, for me, don't look up. The Netflix movie. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, that's a very good one. I got one. I, I think it's just, it's it's very, very true to now. 
Um, <laughs> just this this idea that everyone prefers their own truth to what is even right in front of their eyes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, mine is kind of strange. Mine is in the context of, be, first of all, being an, an American and having seen at least some episodes of The Simpsons. Because mm. there's The Simpsons episode season, let's see. It's the episode is called Homer's Enemy, where it's just about a guy played by the great um, who, who who voices him. I think it's Hank Azaria. Uh, he's just yeah. It's um, this guy moves to Springfield, right? He's a typical worker. Oh, I gotta work hard. I gotta do this, and uh, I, I'll keep a straight face and be just a normal guy. And, and it just doesn't work out for him. And then he gets he works where Homer works, and he gets introduced to Homer, and he gets really jealous because Homer Simpson has everything. He has a, a huge house, a nice family. It's kind of nice. Um, and this guy, he's really... Frank Grimes is the character's name. is just really, really jealous because by all standards, Homer Simpson does not deserve this. He's an idiot. He... <laughs> He doesn't work hard. He just kind of slacks off on his boss's dime. But then Homer's enemy, Homer just wants to be friends with him. He's like, <laughs> one of my favorite jokes from an episode is Frank goes, ah, oh, man, I can barely make rent, and I live above a bowling alley and then below another bowling alley. <laughs> and then Homer goes, oh, I want to live near a bowling alley. Frank is trying to say, oh, his situation sucks, where Homer's trying to be very optimistic, and Homer Simpson embodies the American values way more than Frank Grimes, who arguably should represent American values. It's just the whole counterculture um, approach of The Simpsons personified in one episode, and it's great. Mm. It just kind of says the American way isn't being hardworking, the American way is just doing what you want and enjoying life. And Frank Grimes is miserable and he dies by the end of the episode (laughs) because he's so stressed out about what he thinks his life should be. And (laughs) Homer Simpson has that and he's so jealous. It kills him. Like literally he tries to, I think he tries to kill Homer, but Homer's too stupid and just doesn't like get affected by it. Hmm. It was an, it's an amazing episode. Uh, Just you just have to watch it if you know what The Simpsons is. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy <laughs> Bebop. Beep boop. Yeah, I think that's required reading, f- period, and even for life-changing stuff. Yeah, it's, it teaches you, like, <clears throat> you know, you can only run away from your past so much. It's going to catch up to you. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to deal with it? Yeah. Very good. I'd say listening to the band Arrested Development... It's like an earlier, like a really early hip-hop group back when, you know, it wasn't just about drugs and sex and making money. (laughs) So (laughs) a lot of their songs are just very deep and will make you think about things in your life. Like there's one called Tennessee where he's basically just talking about his relationship with religion amidst his brother and his mom dying within the same month. So it's him sitting in Tennessee after their funerals just like thinking about everything they have another one about 
a homeless man, I think, called Mr. Wendell, and basically talking about how we just don't take care of each other as people living in the world today, and this was written, written, like, significantly long ago, and it's still very true today. So it's just, it's a good band to listen to if you want to listen to honest, good lyrics and think about life for a while. Yeah, that's my game. That <laughs> was pretty deep. I'm glad. I know. I'm like, well, this was the razzle dazzle therapy session. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> I'm glad I turned off the laugh track. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting heavy, Doc. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't know how else to either go on or put the uh, laugh track on. I right, put it on. Just put it on. end it. Uh, Should we end it? Do you want to talk about Peter Pan and what? Chip and Dale? Oh, you Dale wanted to talk about this. Right. Was it good? Uh, it was okay. The mo- <laughs> Some people liked it, but there was very one very, very controversial aspect of the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie. I've been waiting a week for him to explain <laughs> this because he would not explain it right. last week. The right. main villain, quote unquote, of this f- goofy animated movie is a play on Peter Pan called Sweet Pete, voiced by the brilliant... Will Arnett. Now let me get my vote. I love my, Will Arnett. He's great, and he—it's a pretty good performance. But however, his whole character's bit is that he was a child star, and then he grew up, and then he got fired. All in character of Peter Pan, and he, uh, Sweet Pete, Will Arnett says in the movies, quote, "And I got older, and they threw me away like I was nothing." I was scared, desperate, and alone. And then Sweet Pete turns to a life of crime, and there's even a documentary in the movie about, like, the kid who never grew up. Now, I don't think that premise is very funny. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) It's a little too real. It's a little too real, especially, do you know who Bobby Driscoll is? Mm. Bobby Driscoll was the original uh, voice and model of Peter Pan in 1953, who... As that movie came out, which made $87 million in 1953 money, that year was fired by Disney, and they didn't tell him why, and they didn't tell him uh, what... They threw him into public school after being a child star since he was three. Oh. And then he was threw into high school, got into drugs because apparently, like, that's what happens when you're a social outcast from being groomed at a very early age by Walt Disney himself and then uh, died at the age of 31 from an OD and buried in an unmarked grave. And a Bobby Driscoll quote goes as this. Okay. I was carried on a silver platter then dumped into the garbage when I was no longer a cute little kid. They made Bobby Driscoll's story into a meme joke in this Chip and Dale movie. That's, That's kind of disgusting. It's very messed up. It's and the joke the the joke is oh Disney just does this haha from Disney, and they're not even making it like it's, they're not even respectful. It's or anything. not even like satire to critique. It's just it's satire Incorrect. to just make fun of to make fun of like. this poor guy. I haven't watched it myself, so I don't have the context. But it, that's I gave all the context is that's needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. From from where I'm seeing it, that's just yeah, just pure, just cruel. Well, it's still what they do to Disney stars. Like if you talk to any adult now that was a Disney child, they all cannot stand Disney. 
and, and will tell people do not go work for them. Bobby Driscoll was the original, and I would argue the worst case of Disney child star just getting thrown to the curb when he was no longer a cute little kid. And then in the movie, Will Arnett says the line, and then they threw me away. I was desperate and alone. All in this sleazy, like, New York accent. Meant oh to be gosh. a joke. Oof. Ugh. There's a lot of details about Bobby Driscoll's life that's very, very tragic. And do you But think, they just make fun of it here. Do you think they're trying to, like, desensitize it? Like, because I could see that as, like, this is something that is an actual, like, big critique to Disney. Yeah. And they're, it almost feels like they're making it nothing. Uh, do you kind of feel the same? Is that the it vibe you're getting? It could be. I'm just very offended. I just, I can't see how that's a coincidence. An old Peter Pan, the kid who never grew up. That's what he's described as in the movie. And then here's this guy, the real Peter Pan, who never grew up because he was thrown out by Disney without being told why. Well, we know why, because a certain uh, executive, not Walt Disney, just straight up hated him and hated child actors. So they literally locked him out of Disney one day. That's messed up. You know what else is messed up? They had him back on for the Disneyland opening of the pirate ship from from uh, Peter Pan. Right. They had him on the commentary. But here's the thing. It was a video. It was a video like, here's the grand opening. They never cut to him once. They just had his narration, and they deliberately never cut to him. <sighs> so poor, poor Bobby Driscoll. I can't believe there's not a biopic about him. His yeah. life is insane. No, that's just that just sucks. Yeah, honestly, and it's also big. Same, not just Disney, but like ha- the power that a media powerhouse can have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just sad. And it's in a Chip and Dale movie. <laughs> As a joke. As a bit. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Pretty disgusting. That's what I. That's just something I had to get out. That was worth a week to wait for. Yeah, yeah that was. <laughs> it was insane. Uh. Oh my gosh, uh, man! It, screw Disney, dude. <laughs> like I'm always back and forth on Disney. Today I'm on a screw Disney <laughs> feel now. Yeah, it's just very. If they made it literally any other character, I feel like it would have been a they, lot. They they could have gotten the bit across without the Peter Pan yeah, like right? tie-in. That's it. In other news, Jared has a pterodactyl because now I'm thoroughly depressed. <laughs> What's the pterodactyl's name? Uh, it's His name is Swoop. Uh, is he's Swoop. a Dinobot. His name's not Terry the Pterodactyl. No, his name is Swoop and he is a Dinobot. Alright, that's all the time we have for today, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on another Delta <laughs> series episode on Razzadazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of this episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on Twitter at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. And don't forget to follow us or subscribe or whatever on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. That'll be lovely. Catch you on the next one. I'm trying, but it's like <laughs> silence. I'm trying to find one. Oh well, let's just let's at the beginning. Of this where's one, so. where's the twelve thwomps in a row? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
It's just thwomp sexes are trying to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.